like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and John Kennedy. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary, and this week's co-host... Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shift Happens. I am indeed Cara Weary. I am your host, and when I'm not on here, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Well, I am always, even when I'm here, <laughs> but that's what I do for work when I'm not here. And I help people really get in touch with who they really are. And what I like to say is I like to unbury people because so that they can truly come out and be who they're meant to be all along and with me today i have my amazing co-host john kennedy hey karen i'm excited to be back yes i always have like a right before the show i guess like the music coming in or something i have like an excited nervous energy about it it's fun i'm looking (laughs) forward to it i know we'll see that's what that whole intro music (laughs) is all about let's get that those juices going yeah exactly (laughs) so yeah, well, John, you've been, you know, kind of out and about and, and having some good times. I have, too. I've been just taking a little trip here and there to the beach and enjoying, you know, the summer and my kid. And It's, been it's so nice. important, too. Yeah, same here. I mean, we've just, you know, we've been trying to get out as best we can. The beach is such a nice place to do it. You know, you can get some get some sun and spend time with the family. You know, we have two kids. Um mm-hmm. And our youngest is teething right now. So we basically just never sleep ever. So that's a thing. Um, so it's nice to get away a little bit. So we're doing yeah. another, uh, another upcoming beach trip. So we're looking forward to it. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. And, you know, you don't have any dark circle under your eyes or anything. You, you it's really just the do lighting. Well. That's just the lighting of the camera. That's all. That's all that is. Okay, well, well, good. And you, so that's the thing is that you got you to just power through. It's amazing what we can do when we have to, right, John? Oh my gosh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's been a crazy uh, first half of 2020. And um, I think today I'm excited to talk about uh, just actionable changes and things you can be thinking about in your own life, you know, specifically like on the personal financial side, but with other things too, between now and the end of the year, just to set yourself up for a good 2021. But you know what? It's going to be a good second half of the year, right? Because we're in control of that. Absolutely. I love that. And this, this is again, why I love you so much, John, because you're, just, you're so positive and you have actual real actionable things going on because yes, you know, for a lot of people, uh, I, I was, I have to say, I have been extremely fortunate with all this, that I was considered a, um, what's the word again? <laughs> Somebody who was important and, and got to c- continue to work as opposed to an essential worker. Essential. essential. Worker. Yes. Ooh, they're just some words that my brain doesn't want to hang on to. So, 
<laughs> You're essential to all of us, Karin. There you go. There you go. As are you and John. And so, but there were a lot of people, unfortunately, who were, you know, lost their jobs and, and businesses and all kinds of things. And so, um, so we were talking, uh, John, about, you know, how do we finish off this year uh, with uh, having some thoughts in mind on, on how to plan? Because, you know, we're always talking about planning and preparing and being proactive and um you know so you definitely have some things that you want to share with our audience sure yeah of course you know i mean we're we're it seems like we're certainly in the midst of a recession um you know by definition it's two consecutive quarters of negative gdp growth and you so you can't technically know when you're in the middle of it until statistically it's already passed us but it definitely feels like it um it's hard to it'd be hard to believe that we're not um, with everything that's that's gone on from the end of February to now, and you know, I, I we we talk with with clients all the time, um, and honestly, the conversations you would think would be about their portfolio, right? So obviously, for anyone listening who hasn't um, heard me on the show before, I'm a certified financial planner, and you know, we we view things and do things a little bit differently. We really want to you know start with you know, what's important to someone's financial situation and not just talk, you know, default to the portfolio, which is what a lot of people think a financial planner is. Um, and so you would assume with the way the markets, I mean, you, you, you know, if you turn on the news for too long, it's going to make you sick anyway. But, you know, you see the news, like the headlines, markets are all over the place, they're down a thousand points, down 2000 points, up a thousand points. And, um, but that's not largely been the conversations we've been having. The conversations we've been having, um, have more to do with employment. You know, I mean, we have business owners that we work with where their revenue's down 70% and they're having to have conversations on letting employees go. Um, or um, I have, you know, other situations of clients where they're, they're basically working and not getting paid with the promise to be getting paid um, eventually. You know, I mean, wow. there's so many different crazy <laughs> scenarios, people being furloughed, people not working, um, people being asked not to come back until the, you know, until next year. And, yeah. You know, what's, what's so interesting, I, I think, um, with, with that being said, if you look at like even just taxes for a moment, what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, there's two different things that, that a lot of people are receiving, whether if it's unemployment, um, if it's the stimulus check that they got. And so I kind of just wanted to focus on like two tangible things for a moment. So people were informed going into 2021, you see like March, April, that's when we're going to be in the mindset of next year doing our taxes, right? And we don't want to surprise to happen at that point. Um, so if you were collecting unemployment, as an example, that's gonna be considered um, taxable income. And so I think a lot of people might be surprised by that to come to find, especially in situations, I mean, there's, there's, I have heard of situations where um, some people are collecting um, higher on unemployment than what they were earning, which is great for them, that's great, you know, and, and that they get the opportunity for that. But just to be mindful of the taxes that will be associated with that, contrasting that to the stimulus that we received, that's considered an advanced refundable tax credit. So that that's a that's a you know think about what a tax credit is. That's that has it's not going to negatively impact your tax return. You're not going to pay taxable income on it. And furthermore, um, have you heard the term "carm" before? Like refundable versus non-refundable tax credits. No. Mm -mm. So it's, 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 yeah, it's kind of, it's um, a bit of a gray area. And a lot of people are like, what does that mean? Well, so a non-refundable tax credit would be something where let's say you have a $500 non-refundable tax credit. And when all your taxes shake out at the end of the year, 
you're getting back a thousand dollars. Like you, you just you're getting you know you you overwithheld and you're getting a thousand bucks back. You're not going to necessarily receive that non-refundable tax credit because you didn't owe anything. It's only if you owe something that you can receive a non-refundable. But a refundable tax credit, it it would go on top of if you were already getting money back on your taxes, you can also get your refundable tax credit. So you know there's a big distinction there between someone collecting unemployment, which is taxable, and someone getting the advanced refundable tax credit, which will not have a negative impact on their tax return, which is a, which is a good thing. And you know, right now there there you know there's talks about another round of stimulus and and direct checks to to individuals to citizens, um, but we can't plan assuming that that's going to happen, right? Like we we know that like we're in control of our own situation, and we don't want to rely on you know the assumption that that's going to happen. Um, but that's what's currently in talks anyway. Right, right. So in other words. Those people who are receiving uh, unemployment should be putting some money aside. Like about how much does it depend on your uh, tax bracket or what kind of? What, it definitely depends. Tax? You know, I mean, how much you know someone wants to personally withhold for it. Um, it it's just going to depend on their situation. So you know, tax brackets start at the twelve percent number. Um, you know, or I'm sorry, the ten percent number, and then twelve percent to twenty two percent because you know it's a you know, it's a marginal tax bracket. It kind of moves up as our income goes up. Mm. Um, so they're just, those are important things to think about. Also, at the beginning of the year, there were some changes to how W-4s and how withholding was done. Um, so we saw, you know, no one really did anything as far as changing their W-4. Their first paycheck they get in January is different, like a little bit less, a little bit more, whatever. Um, and that change compounded over 24 or 26 pay periods over the course of a year, that's going to have a material change too. So we want to be mindful of that. So, you know, we talk with people about doing what's called like a pro forma tax return and, you know, it doesn't need to be complicated. I think a lot of people make that more complicated. It can simply be looking at your latest pay stub, looking at how much you earned, looking at how much you withheld, and then trying to project between now, you know, August to the end of the year, what you think it's going to be and literally doing this in an Excel spreadsheet. I mean, that's, that's you know, a lot of people want to use like fancy software for it. It doesn't, it doesn't need it. <laughs> I like simple. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. yeah. Simple is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that change that happened there, um, that, that has to do with, you know, uh, how you pay taxes or, or cause I'm not aware of that. Yeah. It was like personal exemptions. So, um, uh, I should have I should have my business partner Matt on this because he's the tax guy with stuff like this. But it had to do with personal exemptions. So they basically um, they removed those personal exemptions, and it it caused a change for people. Basically, their net paycheck was different, mm. um, possibly than what they what it was the last paycheck they received in December to January. And so it's something you just want to be mindful of. And and you know now is such a good checkpoint for that because instead of reacting in March and April of next year, going holy smokes, I didn't know my unemployment was going to be taxable, uh, you know, completely included in taxable income, or I didn't know this or that. Right now, you've, you've got plenty of runway. You've got between now and the end of the year and then January, February, and March to kind of work on either planning for whatever, you know, taxes you didn't think you were going to owe, but you do now owe, or just a strategy in place, whether it's, you know, funding IRAs or retirement plans. There's still plenty of time, I think, is my point to take control yeah. of your financial situation. Yeah, definitely. I would much rather know today than in March. <laughs> and that's how so many people do it, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's like you talk to your tax guy or gal once a year and 
you just hope for the best. That's, yeah. that's not a good way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is way better because it's so much less painful and, um, and you can, uh, it, yeah, it's just going to be much better in every which way. And, and so, um, so yeah, it would definitely be a good idea to start putting some of that money aside if you're receiving unemployment and while you have it, and especially you know if you're receiving more than what you normally do, you know mm-hmm. your paycheck, then then you've got extra money. So mm-hmm. you just kind of squirrel that aside. And so so what are some other things? So that's for that sounds like that was for W two um, employees that change there in the taxes. Does that affect mm-hmm. also? Uh, people business owners it definitely could yeah yeah i mean it just Mm kind of depends on their structure but it it most certainly could affect them and as you know like you know we're we're you and i are business owners right so we're so um entrenched in what we're doing and trying to spread a good message about you know grow our business and spread the good message what we do it's like that's the last thing that people think to look at you know so i would argue that business owners are even more guilty of ignoring that stuff and I think I maybe mentioned this like on the last show or a previous one, but um, what do we do when we're like, when we know we're not good at like, if we don't like math and we don't like finance and money, what do we do? Well, we ignore it. We choose to play avoidance and just not really pay attention to it. And that only, that only reaffirms that idea that we're not good at it. Like it just, you know, the more we ignore something, the worse it gets. Um, and so we want to spend time, talking about how can we lean into that, learn about that, whether it's a podcast like this or reading a book or talking with someone who's in that industry, it's so important to get yourself to a point where you feel like you're empowered with your money decisions. You know what you're doing and you don't have to understand like the standard deviation of your portfolio or how like intricate tax law works as a small business. Um, but you do want to know that you're going in the right direction. And that's something that we really preach. Like, you know, retirement might be far off for a lot of people, but you still want to know North, South, East, and West, and you want to know which direction you're going. So it's, yeah. it's an important one. And, and that's something that really retirement, even though, even if you're 20, you know, and that's like 50 years out in the new, in, in the future, then it's, that's what better time to start than then, because you have yeah. that much time to you know, make for a nice retirement for yourself. Yeah. And I, and I don't, I don't want to use the word easier, but it does make things a lot easier the sooner you start planning. I mean, yeah. this is, this is proven. You, you've heard the term like um, uh, compound interest. And, and I mean, that is the power of compounding interest is so impactful. The sooner you start it, even if just by a few years, how much that can move the needle long-term is massive. And I know that it's hard to look at that when, you know, you're putting like a couple hundred bucks away and, you know, at the end of the year, it's like, okay, great. In my retirement account, it went from $250 to $750. That didn't move the needle on your retirement. No, it didn't. But what did is the habit that you instilled in yourself to be able to save that $500 difference. And then maybe next year it can be $800 and the year after it can be a thousand and you keep developing that habit. See, the same reason why we preach instead of just putting dollars away, you take a percentage of what you, what you earn and you always tie a percentage to it because ideally as our income grows, your, that percentage is, is sticking to it, which means the dollar's growing in terms of what you're putting away too. Mm. Yeah. Where were you when I was younger, John? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny you say that. Cause I feel like, uh, 
for a long time, the financial services industry um, wasn't transparent about a lot of stuff. It was very sales driven. It was just different than it is today, or it's at least different how, like than how we operate. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know that. I think now in the world of transparency that we're in, we're seeing this become more of a popular thing to be like a fiduciary is a big buzzword in my world. So we're hearing that, you know, be more and more common. I just don't know if that was around um, 10, 15 plus years ago, really, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's the thing that it's so crucial. And there's so many parts that are so crucial for us to learn and the younger, the better. I mean, I'm always about, let's teach our kids uh, all this good stuff, almost no matter what it is, because their brains are so primed for learning, you know? And when you go in, you start your life, just like with healthy eating habits and exercise and all that kind of stuff, they don't have to overcome that hurdle that the rest of us do when we are taught unhealthy eating habits and, and not exercising. And the same thing with money. I mean, I mean, yeah, you're just, giving your kids a gift. It's, it's, it's exactly like we said before, you know, so the more you practice avoidance of something, so then you feel like, okay, I'm not good at money. And then you don't end up teaching your kids about money because you're not good at money. And then it just perpetuates the cycle. So for no other reason for the next generation, let's like, let's get good at money. Let's understand it. It doesn't, it, you, you don't need to go deep in the details, you know, to, to learn this stuff and figure it out. It can be easy. Um, and I'm, we're, we're doing a whole um, video and blog series upcoming on teaching and talking with your kids about money. Because I mean, I, even for me, like, so I, d- I wrote an article about this a long time ago, but like before kids. So I was definitely not the authority to be doing this. But now like my daughter's almost four. Um, she'll come in my office and be like, daddy, you know, are you, are you working today? I'm like, yeah, I'm working today. Why? Well, okay. You know, I want you to work so we can go to Disney someday. And I'm like, what? <laughs> How does she, how, you know, so even she's starting to understand the value of hard work and then like reward. And so including your kids on those conversations, even if they're just present in like a family budget meeting, the earlier you do it, the better. Cause it's going to be, you, you know how, I mean, kids absorb and listen to everything. Oh yeah. Everything. Even the <laughs> things you don't think that they're listening to. When you have your little argument in your bedroom at night, you know, they're hearing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Our, our, our current hurdle is our daughter. Um, she will at like 2 or 3 a.m. just bust the door open, like oh. kick the door. It flies open <laughs> and it just freaks you out. You jump out of bed like, what's happening? Someone break in? And yeah. she's just like, Dad, I can't sleep. Like, wait, what? What do you mean you can't sleep? Like, you've for like the last three and a half years, you've slept through the night just fine, and now we're facing that challenge. Um, but so I'm curious when that happens. I know your son's like 15 or 16 now, 15, yeah. But so eventually, like, I'll sleep again. No, yes, 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 you will. Yes, you will. It, it can get, take a little time to get used to the fact that you can sleep, but you'll, you'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I look forward yes. to it someday. Yes, there's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> So, you guys, um, we have much more. I have John Kennedy with me me here, financial uh, planner, and we're talking about money and how you can make the rest of 2020 the best so that we can start 2021 uh, even better, right? That's right. (laughs) That's what we're doing today. Exactly. So, you'll want to hang on and we'll be right back after these few messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello and welcome back to Shift Happens. If you didn't catch the first part, you'll definitely want to scroll back and listen to that part because it was we're talking about money today and how do you plan for the rest of the year so that you don't end up in March of next year, 2021, with a big uh, scary shock from your tax person who says Mm -hmm. that, "Uh uh-oh, you owe a lot of money. That's not good. So today I have my wonderful co-host, John Kennedy, who's a financial planner of Candor Path. And, you know, so John and his partner, they they work it's not like the usual financial planner that you, you that you think about they really take a look at uh, overall what's going on in your business and in your you know with your w2 employee and they they're really great at, at just looking at the overall picture not just your portfolio so yeah we were just before this break we were talking a little bit about you know how uh, 
how it's good to start teaching kids, you know, the sooner the better. And one of the things, and, and I love how, John, you talk about your two very young kids, the oldest is a four-year-old, and how she's starting to learn about uh, money. And, and it brings me back to when I was a kid, and uh, I with my mom and, and one of the things she was always saying was that we don't talk about money and she did not deal with money. And I remember hearing my godparents cause my godfather would do our taxes every year. And, um, and he, he would tell me stories about how the first maybe year or two, whatever that we uh, moved to Denmark where my mom was by herself, you know, my father had passed away and, and how my mom had just stuffed envelopes that were bills into a drawer you know, because in her mind, if you hide them, then they'll go away, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Well, it's it's just, it's so, it is interesting how it's such a taboo topic. And I think, uh, I mean, we, we see that even now when, you know, when I first start working with somebody, the comfort level they have talking about their money with someone else, like me in this instance, like a third party having a conversation with it. And maybe it's like, you know, the spouse drags them along and, one spouse really wants to do it and the other spouse is like, no, I don't, I don't want to talk with someone about that. Um, we, we try to break down those barriers to, to that because, I mean, there's, there's a reason someone feels that way, whether it's what they were taught about money, how they grew up about it, their past experiences with money, good or bad. Um, but we want to teach people that it's okay to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not only is it okay, it's, it's very important and impactful to someone's life to be able to, to be able to talk about it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's where you really uh, almost have to have a psychology degree in your, with what you do because you're overcoming all of this, all these fears and we're going to bring Karin into our meetings, I think going <laughs> forward. It does. It is funny. Like sometimes people will joke like, um, you know, oh yeah, I didn't know you were our financial person and our therapist, you know, and, and it's, it's not meant to be like that, but just so much is interwoven with money, you know, yeah. your, your relationships, how you feel towards your spouse about certain things, decisions that you make, your dreams, your aspirations. I mean, whether we like it or not, a lot of it is, is tied back to that. And so um, it's, it's, that's okay. It's just important to have those discussions. And honestly, you know, we're, we're, you know, I preach all the time about over communicating, not only like within our practice, like within clients that we work with, but even just in our own household. Um, I, I have made the joke before and it's still, it's it's not a joke. I mean, it's true. Like in our household, my wife is the CEO uh, of the house and I'm the CFO. Um, But just because we sort of operate differently in these roles, doesn't mean we don't come together on any kind of decision, especially big ones that are important in our household and still talk about them. So I think, I think communication is important just about anything. I mean, that, that, that's a broad based statement, but also with specifically with money, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Because, you know, like you said, I mean, money is tied to safety, to um, comfort. And so here's also where a lot of different things will pop up. If you're somebody who wants immediate instant gratification and where many times there'll be a couple where one is the instant gratification and the other person is mm. a planner, you know, and that can cause a lot of conflict. And and that's one of the things that why we're talking here with John Kennedy, because uh, exactly what we're doing is talking about, well, 
let's plan for the rest of 2020. A lot of things happened this year that were totally unforeseen for most of us and and how everything has gone down. And so so now we're here and you know and and we have the rest of the year to figure out what to do. And so so John, um, what would you say, say if somebody is in the neighborhood and, and when we talk about retirement, I mean, what kind of a age range, how long before would you- As far as like it? planning and stuff yes. goes? Yes. Um, you know, I just, this analogy came to me, so I'm gonna kind of sh- work through it as we talk and see if this makes <laughs> any sense. But I'm a Floridian and I've lived here most of my life and I've experienced so many hurricanes. Some, you know, we prepare for and they come and they're nothing. Some have been very detrimental to the community. Um, and the same way that as a Floridian, which I imagine some listeners are, you know, we, we prepare for a storm. Or if we didn't prepare for the storm, you know, a really bad storm comes in. What are we all thinking after we've had, like, if we've lost power for like two and a half weeks and you go to the grocery store and it's like apocalyptic. You can't find anything. Um, you know, you're just trying to get batteries for like flashlights or gas for a generator. If we didn't plan, um, after a big hurricane comes, after a big storm comes, we're, you know, within your household, you're probably talking about, okay, you know what? This isn't going to happen again. Next year, we're going to buy a generator and we're going to have an electrician hook it up so that we can, you know, when our power flips off, we can flip on the generator and, you know, or we're going to have um, the ability to have shutters and have our house boarded up. And I've actually seen this like within my community, I've seen four or five people. I don't, I don't know what it is about this year. Maybe just everyone like 2020 has been so bad the first half that like, we're just assuming bad hurricanes are going to come hit us. But I've seen a lot of people um, do that buy shutters, have things, you know, cut out the right way so that it'll be turnkey when we get the notification that, five days out a storm is tracking to us and three days out it's tracking to hit us and it's that they'll be able to put their shutters up have their generator going have the gas that they need have the supplies that they need and really be planned and prepared and i think that um in this way it's no different if we didn't prepare for this you know recession bear market whatever you want to call it because we know statistically they're going to happen like you look back in history 35 or 36 times in the last 100 years we have had a, a bear market where the markets have dropped 20% or more. We've had multiple recessions. It's not something new. The face of it's changed. What caused this one is different. Um, but, you know, if we're a planner and we're doing the right things, we should be preparing now after everything we've learned, if we weren't prepared from this pandemic that caused this, we should now be thinking about and talking about how can we best plan going forward? which for me in our household and, you know, and people we talk with, it's making sure that we have a crisis budget. Like we can turn our expenses on a dime. We know what we can shut off, what's a necessity, and we can reduce our expenses by 20, 30, 40, 50% um, overnight if we need to, if there's job loss, if there's income loss, which so many Americans have experienced that this year. I mean, that's just the reality. Um, Or having an emergency bucket. You know, like if you're, if you're approaching retirement, we talk to a lot of retirees about having a one year, at least a one year runway of cash, um, uh, uh, one year of expenses of a runway of cash so that you can weather the storm of something happening in the now. And in a lot of ways, it kind of saves you from yourself too. like making knee jerk reactions with your investments and stuff like that. No, you don't want to do that. And that's a sign of not being prepared. 
if if this current drop in the stock market was your gut check of realizing, oh boy, that was ooh, this wasn't good. Like I I my portfolio was cut by a third. I took on too much risk. I didn't know I had ninety five percent equities in my retirement plan at work. Um, that was a bad time to find that out. But just like anything else, you know, the markets, you know, they ebb and flow. And sitting here as we speak today, most diversified portfolios are at least break even, if not positive on the year. And um, some major U.S. indexes are, are positive on the year too, which is crazy, by the way. I didn't think we'd be having this conversation four months later, uh, five months later going, yeah, well, look at that. You know, if you fell asleep on January 1 and you woke up on July 28th, you would have been like, oh, I guess not a whole lot happened in the stock market this year. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, maybe that in itself is an opportunity. If you realized you were taking too much risk then that, you know, it's now, it's, you know, you took too much risk and now's a good time to, to consider making a change. Whatever the case may be, it's all about just having a plan and being prepared. And I, again, as you said at the beginning of the show, like I'm the ever optimist and I am, I, I you know, sometimes I have to temper that with realism with clients and, and, and have some hard conversations, but I do try to be eternally optimistic. So if we look at the situation and say we weren't prepared, um, because no one saw this coming. I mean, frankly, you know, it's just it. We 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 we've been talking about a recession for years, but that was just based on statistical information saying one day one will happen somehow, some way. <laughs> like, which is you know basically our way of saying we have no idea when because no one does. Right. Um. But so no one was prepared. No one knew that this one was going to happen. And if you weren't prepared for it, that's okay. But just use this as an opportunity, the same way that I, as a Floridian, when we get whacked by a big hurricane, realize, yeah, I should probably have a generator next year so all the stuff <laughs> in my fridge doesn't go bad or so that I can, like, run a fan in my daughter's room when it's, like, 98 degrees outside and, you know, she's a little kid and wants to, like, you know, be a little more comfortable or we want her to be comfortable. So <laughs> I think it's the same way, wouldn't you? I mean, what do you, what do you was that a, I, I worked through that anal- analogy in real time. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, yeah it, it's good. It's good. <laughs> See, I like how you work, John. Thanks. The only difference I would say uh, for the hurricanes, a lot of people tend to hoard, and one person ah. sucks up the whole entire gas tank, so there's nothing for anybody else, or wipes out the whole entire shelf, kind of like toilet paper happened this year. <laughs> yep. yep, that's true. You need to go, but with money, you can hoard all you want, right? That's right. No, that's exactly right. I was going to say, in this instance, actually hoarding. It only benefits you, I think, you know, and, <laughs> and it's just about creating those habits. It's so hard to, to parcel off a certain amount of money. And, and maybe right now is not the time to be talking about it, especially if we're, you know, talking about job loss and things like that. But eventually, um, when you're, when someone who's listening to this is like back earning to what they were earning back in January of this year, and they're making that money again, it's now that reality of like, okay, I need to, I need to save 10%, 15, 20%. I need to be putting that away in a retirement account. I'm putting that away in an emergency bucket so that I can weather another storm because that for me, like that's, that's the sure thing. The same way that I know, I don't know when, but the same way that I know a hurricane will hit us again someday is the same way that I know a recession will happen. And so it's just simply a, a metric of being prepared for it. And, you know, if someone was queued up for retirement in the next year or two, and if you did all the right planning things, 
it, it still should be okay because part of your planning would have baked in the fact that you know a recession is going to happen. So, Yeah, well, that's when you know that you have a good financial planner working with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just, we love having, you know, conversations about this stuff. I mean, that's that's the reality. And I, you know, no one likes to see a bear market. No one likes to see a recession. But frankly, um, that's when you need to be hearing from your financial advocate more than ever. Mm. One would argue when things are going good, you know, it's fine. It's when things are being stressed. Um, and maybe the same way that you need a, a personal health coach or a fitness coach or a therapist or, you know, you, you, when things are going good, you probably feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to make that appointment today. Like I'm going to cancel that. I don't need to have that conversation but when things are bad, you do, right? You need, you need to have that counsel. You need to have someone in your corner to be able to, to have that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and so uh, one of the things that we're getting ready to, so first of all, just to kind of uh, summarize, in, in the first section, we were talking about unemployment, how unemployment is a taxable income. So if you have that, coming in well you you know we definitely recommend putting a percentage of that away because you will be paying taxes on it the stimulus check was um not something you're going to be paying taxes on so that's nice and so with this one hoard all you can with your money okay (laughs) (laughs) i like it well and then maybe maybe in the next one we'll talk about um once you're ready to start hoarding the money where where to put it and workplace benefits and stuff like that how's that sound yeah, because you know what? That is the thing that they're, I mean, I am, this is not, this is why we need you, John, because that's not my department. And and I am learning so much about these things and, and, and starting to get more comfortable, but it's taken me a long time and it's, you know, really hard to let go of those things and, and just getting to the place. So I like, I personally really like that thing about, yeah, a certain percentage and taking a percentage of your income and putting aside because that also if you're an entrepreneur and your income comes up uh, goes up and down then you know you're saving according to your income as well so i like yeah that. that well that's a great point so that it applies i think to anybody but most specifically it's really important for an entrepreneur you know if, if you're a business owner or if like if you're in sales even if your income is fluctuating on a weekly and monthly basis, you know, so one week is you earned, I'm just going to make numbers up, but like one week you earned $8,000 and then like the next three weeks you earned $5. <laughs> like yeah. it, it needs to be a percentage because you're not going to be able to sustain if you say, well, I'm going to save this flat dollar amount every month. If the, if the numbers are fluctuating, which for a lot of business owners, they do fluctuate like that, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, then that, that's the beauty of the percentage, you know, the escrowing to things like retirement, and, you know, cause then you break, then we break the percentage down from there. So let's pretend we identify 20%. Okay. How much do we want to have go towards your emergency bucket? How much do we want to have go towards a retirement plan? Um, how much do you want to have go towards fun? You know, hey. a vacation, stuff like that. We got to talk about that too. We got to have fun along the way. You can't just plan and hoard all this money and not enjoy it. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Try to tell my, that to my, uh, Former father-in-law. He's uh, <laughs> passed on, and uh, but oh. yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, you'll definitely want to come back. We have a couple more messages, but yeah, you want to know 
how can you best take advantage of different options? Uh, you know, if you have a job and where to put that money when you're ready to hoard, that's also really important. So we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Karin W. at InsightsCounselingCenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into Shift Happens. And today, in this episode, we are talking about how to plan your money, which we hope that you are able to hoard away. And while we were talking about um, spending the last section of this show today with with my wonderful co-host, John Kennedy, who's a certified financial planner, was what to do when you have money to put away and how can you you know, maximize because there are ways where people have jobs that they can really maximize each dollar and each cent. Right, John? Yeah, absolutely. And then on the break, we were talking about taking like a little beach getaway trip and <laughs> maybe we should leave with that, how to maximize your yourself, take some time off and recharge those batteries because we want to invest in ourselves too. Yes. Right. Very important. And you, you taught me that, uh, it, it really takes two weeks 
to recharge the batteries. Like if you're going to take time off um, and I'm, you know, workaholic's not the right word. I, I love what I do and I, 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 I like working. It's, it's really hard for me to disconnect. And I don't think I appreciated that until you kind of like walked me through that. And I was like, wow, next trip, we're going to try to take two weeks because I think we need it. It's good. There you go. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, even if it's just sitting at the house and going to the community pool for two weeks, like that's, that's yeah. what we'll do. Disconnecting but, is important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think, you know, translating to what we talked about before, just focusing on then how can you, you know, whether it's workplace benefits, adding to retirement accounts, stuff like that. Like what are some practical and good vehicles to be adding your money to? And I, it, it would be hard to ignore uh, a company retirement plan, whether, you know, if it's a for-profit, it typically is, is it's called a 401k. Um, if it's a nonprofit, it's a 403b. But oftentimes employers will make a matching contribution to those things. And from a retirement standpoint, you know, what better vehicle to be accumulating in, especially if they're going to be matching it with funds, right? free money right there. I mean, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And so that's, those are one of the big things that we talk about with people is like, all right, let's make sure we're maximizing that. But, you know, I think when most people assume uh, when they hear workplace benefits, they think about like stuff that their employer offers. It's usually maybe a company retirement plan and maybe, maybe health insurance, but we're seeing a lot uh, of, of different benefits out there that employers are providing uh, for example, um, this, this is a bit of a new one, uh, and I think it's quite fascinating, but we've seen some employers offer like student loan pay downs, um, like almost like the way that you match to a 401k, mm-hmm. they'll match loan uh, student debt pay down matching. And it's one of those things where, you know, if that flies under the radar, that's still money left on the table. Like if you put in 3% and they put in 3%. So when we talk about leveraging our dollars, like optimizing the money that we're going to save. And when we do that, we want, you know, optimizing it means putting it in the right buckets where we can get more out of it, like the 401k. Um, Another idea would be, and this one's, you know, a little unique, but a lot of employers also offer prepaid legal services. Mm -hmm. And we've seen, we've seen employers, or I'm sorry, clients be able to have maybe their estate planning documents done through the prepaid legal service that's offered at like a really discounted rate from the company that they work with. And so you just, for us, it's about not leaving any stone left unturned. What you, I mean, you get, you get that and, and anyone who uh, works for a, a company knows this around open enrollment time. Uh, you know, it depends, each company's different, but let's say it's somewhere between September to November, maybe for the vast majority of companies in America. On open enrollment time, you get a, 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 a document that is like a hundred pages and it's, hey, here's all your open enrollment benefits and you skim through it and you maybe select your health insurance and you maybe like up your 401k and then you miss things like dependent care flex spending accounts where like, you know, for us, that's a, that's a huge one for care for our, our daughter. Um, we, we can put money in those accounts pre-tax and, you know, the, the same way that you can put money in like a retirement account pre-tax and then use those funds for care. So again, leveraging your dollars, putting money into different things that your employer offers. And if you're, if you're self-employed, if you're an entrepreneur, 
Um, there's so many different types of retirement accounts out there that someone can open up if they're if and when. And this is maybe on the heels of the you know part one and part two of the conversation we had today. Like once we're back in that mode of okay, we're back to even. You know, we're able to to build up our emergency reserve again. Um, and we preach for a lot of people who are employed, you want to have three to six months of emergency bucket. So different than what I said for a retiree, we're going to have 12 plus months of expenses in an emergency bucket. For an employed person, we're looking for three to six months at least. Um, and then so once we have that built back up, then it's the conversation is, okay, how can we how can we start planning for the next hurricane or for the next recession? Like how you know, what are the places that we can be doing that? And I think the first place is looking at your workplace benefits. Just, it simply can't be ignored. And I can't tell you, Karin, how many times people, you know, will have conversations and they're like, well, I had no idea that my company offered offered that. You know, sometimes it's like an HSA, like a health savings account, the employer will put 500 bucks or more into the account just if you match it, just if you put it in there too. Right, wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it all adds up. And again, if our job is to help you optimize your money, of course, I'm going to want you to put put assets into a vehicle that's going to immediately just by just by the use of putting it in there is going to grow it, assuming that makes sense for someone's situation, of course. But um, you want to be able to leverage those things for sure. Yeah. And, you know, those HSAs, they can also be used for therapy, by the way, wink, wink, um, mm-hmm. because that's that's part of your medical expenses. So yep. it's not just I mean, if you, it's great if you're healthy, we we definitely promote that very much. Uh, so but, you know, there we have a lot of different other thing areas to, to cover and even, you know, buying buying, you know, band-aids and, and that kind of stuff. You can use the HSA. So, yep. And, yeah. and you know what, That's I'm glad you mentioned that. And there's an important distinction about HSAs. So a lot of times when people hear that, they say, well, yeah, that's great, but I need to have a high, I need to use the high deductible health plan through my employer that doesn't have that good of coverage to be eligible for the HSA. Um, and that's true. You know, the, the, as a general statement, that's, that's true. Um, and if you're generally healthy or you're younger, you might want to take that trade off and do that. But if you said, you know, I, I want to stick with the more comprehensive plan, um, a lot of employers will offer a, an FSA, which is a flex spending account, which is similar and different. It's different in that they're typically like a use it or lose it situation. So you put money in there and maybe they even match some money in there. Um, and it's great because you put money in there tax deferred. But if you don't, you, like let's say you put a thousand bucks in there and you don't use it by the end of the year, the money's just gone. And that's not like a really good value proposition to go to somebody. <laughs> but but if you have scheduled visits with your therapist, you know, you, this is where like the planning comes back into play. If you do some good planning, you can within reason understand and look at over the course of the next year and maybe not plan for like the emergency things with your FSA, but maybe plan, maybe the planned things, you know, hey, I meet with my therapist every two weeks. Um, you know, I'm going to put money in here to cover those expenses and, and do it in a tax deferred way, which depending on what your tax bracket is, that's a really big savings number. And you were going to, and if you were going to spend that money anyway, why not just redirect how we're like the vehicle in which we're spending that money to increase our, you know, the maximization of our dollars. 
and invest in yourself because the best thing you can do is John says he's a financial planner is investing yourself. And, you know, the, the better you are at dealing with uh, stress and relationships and all that kind of stuff, the better you're going to you're going to be physically healthier, emotionally healthier. You're going to be better at, you know, concentrating to figure out what's your money situation, right? Well, I'm glad you said that because it, it is true. I, and, and I don't want it to sound, and I say this in meetings too, and I feel like sometimes people are like, okay, John, like, yeah, invest in yourself. But how many times we have this discussion of, you know, someone comes to us and says, hey, I want to invest in XYZ, you know, a stock or whatever, something that's going to, you know, do really well and, or potentially do really well. And I'm like, well, would you rather bet on yourself? Or, cause I mean, at that point, if you're just going to pick some random company that you're going to invest in with the hope that they're going to get, you know, I'm some kind of patent and they're going to grow by 500%. And that situation is so few and far between where, you know, investing for quick money in the market that, that just never works out well. I would much rather all day long invest in yourself over your investing career and over your working career, you will be your biggest asset. And that doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Yeah, that, that can be a podcast, that could be a YouTube channel, that could be getting books from the library, you know, bettering yourself. For me right now, I've been, um, for the last month, I have been exercising and lifting weights again, which, you know, I've got really bad neck um, diagnosis, uh, like stenosis, and all this crazy stuff going on with my neck. And I thought for like the last five or six years, I'm not going to be able to lift weights anymore. I've been lifting weights for four weeks. My neck has never felt better because what I realized is I was atrophying all my muscles and it was just making the problem worse. I'm strengthening my muscles again and my neck's actually feeling better than it ever has been. Anyway, I'm going off track, but it could be something as simple as like health and diet and exercise. I mean, how easy it is we get caught up in things and get away from the doing that important stuff for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I love that, that those results that you're having that you're shared because it's the thing is that when we have pain, we start to sit down and, and let go and which is the opposite, you know? So yeah, um, yeah our bodies are designed to move. I, and I was very upset about it. I mean, I, it, it for, the last few years, I'm having these thoughts like, I've got little kids. I mean, I want to be the dad that's active. I want to be the dad that's throwing my kids in the air and throwing my kids in the pool. And it hurts so bad. I, I honestly, I couldn't do it. Um, and finally, it, it took me go. It took me getting like scans. Like I, you know, I got like a CT scan or a MRI. Or I, I don't know. Now I'm confusing the two. But anyway, it took me getting scans and realizing and then have someone having like a frank conversation with me about, Hey, you need to start lifting. Like you need to start lifting weights again. Actually it was rich Blooney who was on the show with me, with you and me like a few months ago. Yeah. He was like, you need to start lifting weights again. That's yeah. going to fix this problem. And here I am just one month into it. <laughs> and I feel, I feel great. Like, yeah. you know, my skin's clear, my body feels good. It's, it's so that even that that's investing in you mm. and you are your biggest asset. That's so critical. And so, John, where can people find you to learn more about how to take care of their money? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, candorpath.com, C-A-N-D-O-R-P-A-T-H. Um, you can also go to our Facebook page or LinkedIn. Um, so Facebook would be facebook, facebook.com forward slash candorpath. Um, but we, you know, we, we try to post uh, and publish a lot of um, 
money mindset, you know, money discipline content and information. Cause we just feel like, especially now more than ever, people need to be hearing that message. So we're pretty active on social media. So come check us out. Yeah, they have really great videos on LinkedIn, <laughs> uh, probably Facebook too, but yeah, go check them out. <laughs> Candor Pat, John Kennedy. And you know what I always say, practice all these things, share this episode with everybody, and so that you can bring out all of your beautiful talents and shine your beautiful inner light. Till next time, we'll see you then. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and John Kennedy for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you. 